God bless you for coming to church today. You are all looking very, 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 very beautiful and handsome. Uh, you are all welcome. I want you to relax in the presence of God. This is your father's house. Relax in the presence of God. Listen to his word and be blessed. Amen. When we finish and we are praying, I want you to take part in the prayer. Tell the ones to tell by you that you must pray the way you have not prayed before today. Shake yourself today for the sake of the dying world. Amen. Now, those of you who have been following the compass, you realize that today we are supposed to do part one of Jesus, the fulfiller of the law, and we'll finish with part two next. But I realize that the amount of intercession, there are more intercessions to do, more warfare to make. So the, these two past series, I have, in fact, it was last two years that it has always not found a place for us to talk about. But we will find a place this year to do, deal with it. But today, I'm starting a two-part series of something about intercession. So that we'll look, I'll look at where I can place the G, uh, Jesus, the fulfiller of the law. We will by all means treat it this year before uh, the youth year ends. Amen. Today, I'm speaking to you on intercession. Interceding for the lost world interceding for the lost world. There are two aspects of this theme. The first aspect is that those who have not come into the saving knowledge of Christ, something is holding them up and you and I can stand and relieve them of that. Then the second aspect is those who have come into the saving knowledge of Christ. Because of our own do's and don'ts, we are able to allow ourselves sometimes for the devil to afflict us and cause pain to us. And that is what we will look at. Intercession for one another. We will do that next week. Today, I will concentrate on interceding for the lost world. Shall we pray? In the mighty name of Jesus, Heavenly Father, we thank you this morning for the opportunity to be in your presence. The opportunity to listen to you. Fellowship with you. Be blessed of you. I ask that your presence will take preeminence over every material in this place. Every heart, every mind, every spirit, every soul. I pray in the mighty name of Jesus. Pushing far away from our presence any and every contrary force that will resist the entrance of your word. I pray and de declare this atmosphere as conducive for your word. Let your word come in its power. And be established in our heart. So that it will bear fruit in thousands, tens of thousands, and hundreds of thousands. In Jesus' name. Amen. Our text. Our text for the, the anchor text for the two-part series today and next week. Is Luke 11. Luke chapter 11. Verses 22 to 26. Luke chapter 11. Verses 22 to 26. When a strong man, fully armed, guards his own house, his possessions are safe. But when someone stronger attacks and overpowers him, he takes away the armor in which the man trusted and divides up his plunder. Whoever is not with me is against me. And whoever does not gather with me scatters. When an impure spirit comes out of a person, it goes through arid places seeking rest and does not find it. Then it says, 
I will return to the house I left. When it arrives, it finds the house swept clean and put in order. Then it goes and takes seven other spirits, more wicked than itself, and they go in and live there. And the final condition of that person is worse than the first. This is a very important parable that I would want us to take time to unpack. And the understanding we have from it will help us with our personal intercession times or corporate intercession periods. I would want you to concentrate. I want everybody to look directly on the pulpit. Look at me. Look at me. I want you to concentrate. Don't let anything disrupt you. You must have the basis before you will understand this parable. You know, when a manufacturer finishes producing a product, say a computer, a car, or food product, and brings it to the market, their use, their maintenance, the repair, or the troubleshooting of the, mas- the, the product, or the storage conditions, or how it should be disposed when it is, you are done using it, are all contained in what we call a manual. When one fails to follow this manual strictly, we realize that that particular product that is supposed to cause good to us or help you to fulfill a particular agenda may be a very bad tool in your hands. It can maim you or kill you. When you have a car that you decide to operate the car outside the manual of the manufacturer, if you are, if you are, you are very lucky, then the car may, may just be faulty. That you would have to spend some money to repair. Worst case scenario, the car may, may be run aground. That you cannot use it again. You would have lost a huge investment. The use of manual is crucial in this matter. The one who makes a product holds the key to how that product can be used for its intended purpose and how that product can be maintained or how that product can be disposed of. When you buy a processed food and they tell you, keep it chilled, eat it cold, and you decide to eat it hot or at room temperature, you will lose a lot of the nutrients in the food or that food can even cause food poisoning. In the pharmaceutical world, when they have finished a a, a medication, and they've written its indications and contraindications, you would have to read it carefully and decide whether it will fit your system before you take it under the prescription of the pharmacist. You do otherwise to your own head. Some people have taken a very good medication that has caused a terrible distraction in their lives. In the same way, after God has created his universe, after the Lord of Lords, the King of Kings, has created his universe. He created man and placed him on earth to take care of it and take dominion over it. God gave man a manual. God gave man a manual. What was the manual? His instructions. It was an oral manual by way of instructions. Adam and your wife, This and this and that and that are the things you need to do so that the relationship I have intended to have with you forever will be perpetual. 
the very day you misuse the manual of instruction I've given you, you will lose the relationship with me. And that your own existence will be terminated. You will die. Our first parents followed God's manual for a while and they decided to follow another manual, a different manual that was presented by the old serpent, the deceiver of the whole world, the devil. He gave them an alternative manual. Like the way original manufacturers have their original manuals and the original parts of their product. We have their opponents also producing fake parts that looks the same but are different. Our first parents fell to the temptation of listening to a different manual other than the original. And what God told man, the day you disregard this manual, our relationship will be severed and your own existence will be terminated. So ever since, ever since man chose to follow the manual of the devil instead of the original manual of the creator, man and his descendants scattered on the surface of the earth like sheep without a shepherd. Man and his descendants became candidates for death. So no matter how long anybody would live, man began to die. His descendants began to die. They didn't have the opportunity our first parents had with God every evening. The situation on earth became very, very dire. Remember that God is the creator. And the one who manufactures Toyota, whether in Japan or US or Canada, when they manufacture it and it goes bad, they can recall all the cars, all the food products, anything. And they will run bulldozer over it and spoil it. And nobody can question them. So sometimes as human beings, you hear some people say, as though we, as God's creation, are so important that we can even engage God in a very disrespectful manner. God, the creator and the manufacturer can call all human beings and kill us in a second and no one will question him. It is by his own will that he decided that I will create man. I will have a relationship with him. As long as he continues to follow my manual. Since man chose that path, the sad news is that the devil got an opportunity to frustrate, to manipulate, to oppress, to distress, to torment, to dehumanize, to afflict human beings. That's how come you have human beings God has created that will put a lot of rings on their tongue. They will put a lot of ring on their nose. They will decide that they will not marry a a, a woman. They will marry a man. It is all the, the devil is set out to make that peace God made call man a very distasteful product. But thanks be to God. There is a good news that at the time or the day that our first parents, Adam and Eve, shifted to the manual of the devil, 
that same day, God made a statement that you, the devil, don't be so happy yet because the descendant of this woman is the one who will crush your head. So, in the garden at that fall, God gave or indicated that he was going to bring man back to himself. Hallelujah. Now, this sad reality of a man being under the manipulation of the devil is the reality of our world today. Everything happening around. Every, everything happening in our hospitals. Happening in our institutions. Happening uh, 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 at our various governmental organizations. All the things happening just show us clearly that the more you want to do good, the more difficult it becomes. If you want to do bad, you you'll be clapped for. This is the sad reality of our day. God through the descendant of Adam said, Noah, Abraham, Moses, Samuel, David prepared the salvation plan. Remember that from the time of Adam to the time of Jesus, the people that were living on the surface of the earth were few. They were very few people compared to the 7.2 or 0.6 billion people that we have today. But God still had the desire that the man he created, the human race he created, he wanted them to come back to him. So the background to the parable we just read, Jesus had just healed a man who was mute. The man who couldn't speak. And I, remember, as I said, the devil is now having a few days manipulating human beings, causing pain, causing destruction, tormenting people, asking how he wants. So when Jesus had come and he was here bodily as, a, as human, when he was ministering in one of the days, he met this man who could not speak. Everybody around just knew that it was maybe a birth defect or a, 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 a normal sickness. But that was not the case. The man was mute because there was a demon in him. The devil has, has placed a demon in him to make sure that he will never speak. So Jesus gets there and says, Thou demon of muteness. Out of this man. Then the demon leaves and the man begins to speak. Then the people around said, oh, don't mind Jesus. He is casting out demons with the, the prince of demons. Then Jesus said, what is the logic of what you are saying? Then he gave this parable. When a strong man, fully armed, gas his own house, his possessions are safe. But when someone stronger attacks and overpowers him, he takes away the armor in which the man trusted and divides up his plunder. Whoever is not with me is against me. Whoever does not gather with me scatters. When an impure spirit comes out of a person, it goes through arid places, seeking rest and does not find it. Then it says, I will return to the house I left. When it arrives, it finds the house swept clean and put in order. Then it goes and takes seven other spirits, more wicked than itself, 
and they go in and live there. And the final condition of the person is worse than the first. What do we learn from this parable? Jesus says, the devil is a strong man. Okay? The devil is a strong man. And the people that are in his domain, he protects. He guards. He makes sure that those that he has brought to them, the people that are the, uh, he has managed to cause them to be prostitutes, he will make sure that they will not leave that condition. The people that he has made sure that they have become homosexuals, he will make sure that they don't leave the condition. The people that he has made sure that they are fornicators, they are liars, they are drunkards. The people themselves, they know they are drinking and they are dying, but they don't, they can't stop. They still drink. So Jesus says, the people that the devil has brought under his domain, no one can take them because the devil is strong and he has structures in place to protect them. But he says that he can protect them until someone stronger than him comes, overpowers him, and ties him up. So, Jesus is saying that if I am able to command the demon to leave so that the, the mute can speak, it should tell you that I am stronger than the devil. So, whatever is in his hands, I can go to his camp, take it, because I am able to overcome him. Hallelujah. Jesus is the stronger man. Among all the strong men, I don't know whom you have run away from because the person is strong. People that you are afraid of, you don't want to pass by behind your house because they are strong. Physical strength, spiritual strength, our Lord Jesus Christ, among all the strong men, he is stronger. Hallelujah. He is stronger. He is able to go into the camp of the devil and he is able to take what is his possession. Remember that, church, Anybody who is a human being is a product of God. Even those who have fallen and are sinners. God created all humans. Even though we find ourselves in a state that is very bad. And if nothing is done about human beings, they will all go into destruction. God is still concerned about people. So, anybody that is in the hand of the devil now, may seem that it is the devil's property. But in actuality, every human is God's product. Hallelujah. So God desires that all humans who haven't come to his saving knowledge will turn, will come to him. But Jesus is not oblivious of the fact that the people who are in the devil's domain are being guarded. Haven't you seen how difficult it is to, to convert the person you have been preaching to is uh, not accepting Christ? The devil has structures in place to guard these people and prevent them from seeing the light of Christ. Paul says that the prince of this world has blinded the people of this world so they cannot see the light of the gospel. That is the devil's occupation. So if there is somebody in your family, your brother, your sister, your uncle, your grandmother, that you are, you desire that they become saved, it is warfare and battle. You don't just sit in the house and say, I wish, I wish my uncle is a Christian. You can't wish anybody to be a Christian. You can't. You would have to invoke the power of the stronger man, Jesus Christ, our Lord, to 
who is able to enter into the devil's camp, capture him and tie him and get the people that are in his hands. Hallelujah. So when I say that we are going to pray for the lost souls today, what I'm just saying is that we are going to petition heaven to enter into homes in Sakumono, homes in Tema, homes in Nungwa and Splinters, that anybody under the covering, under the protection, under the guardianship of the devil, by the power of the stronger man, the Lord Jesus Christ, these people should be relieved. That is our prayer today. But did you see what we, we read afterwards? After we have prayed for them and relieved them, you if you stop there, then you shouldn't have prayed at all. Because it says that when the demon leaves, it will go and try to see whether it can get another person to enter. If the devil doesn't get any employment for the demon, it will come back to where it was. And when it comes and says that, oh, when the strong man came and delivered the person, the person was not occupied. He didn't leave anyone to occupy the heart. Then he will go and take how many more demons? Seven. Stronger than himself. Together with himself, they become what? Eight. Then they come back and stay in the person and the person become worse off. So what Jesus is saying is that he, when he delivers, he doesn't leave the person he delivers unoccupied. That is why I want you to be happy about this fact. When Jesus is in your heart, when Jesus is in your heart, when Jesus is in your heart, no other spirit can occupy you. No. It's either Jesus is in your heart or the devil or his agent is in your heart. Two. But when Jesus is in your heart and you go to school and somebody goes to steal someone's chicken to make pepper soup and you go and join the person to eat it and the owner of the chicken raises some curses and invokes some demons to torment the student, you can also be tormented. Even though Jesus is in your heart. Those demons cannot come and occupy you. They can't possess you. But they can torment you because you've got to take their something. And this is what we will deal with God willing next week. God willing next week, don't, don't stay home. Come. Let's deal with ourselves. Let's pray for ourselves. Let's intercede for ourselves. Let's do warfare for ourselves. Is there anybody you know that if Jesus comes tomorrow, the person will go to hell because he hasn't accepted Jesus as his Lord and Savior. Is there anybody you know? That person cannot become a Christian just by a click of hand. We need to go on our knee. We need to cry to the stronger man, Jesus the Christ, to come through for us and bring these people from the hegemony of the devil. Hallelujah. What have we said today? That the reality of the human race today is that the devil is in control of the hearts and minds of people. That control is only broken by the power of the stronger man, Jesus Christ. And that wherever Jesus enters, whoever's heart Jesus enters, is able to gain freedom. Is able to gain a relief. Is able to gain exemption from satanic torment. People are suffering across the globe. People want to stop what they are doing, but they can't stop. Because there is a demonic hand holding and directing them. Somebody, I will say this after that, we will pray. 
a certain Sakawa boy went for a funeral of one of their colleagues who died at 22 years. And when they placed the, the corpse into the coffin, all the Sakawa squad went and held the, the casket. And they were just swinging it. And they were singing a song in chief. Usra wundi. Usra wundi. To it, if you are afraid, you cannot chop. So, one new entrant into Sakawa, a young boy was standing by the side and started weeping. Says, for me, I'm going to die at 22. For me, I'm afraid. He wasn't enthused about their song. He said he was afraid. I'm a new entrant. Then he ran to the mother that he should send him to a powerful pastor to help him. Because he doesn't want to die. Can you imagine that the devil can bring you to a place that even when you know you are going to die, you are so powerless to just accept it. The Sakawa boys have accepted that. They know they will die. But they are not afraid. But in their heart, they are afraid. Anybody under any bondage can be delivered by the Lord Jesus Christ. He is stronger than all. He is stronger than all. He is stronger than all. Please, shall we be on our feet? We want to spend time to pray for, for Sakumono. We want to spend time to pray for, for our brothers and sisters in our hometowns who are not saved. Your very good friends at work who are not saved. Your colleagues at school who are not saved. This is the prayers we are going to do. We are saying that, Heavenly Father, everybody in Sakumono who has not seen the light of the gospel, we are standing in and interceding for such person. We are asking that the power in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ will break that hold that force, that demon, that witch, that power, that principality that has been assigned to keep these people perpetually in bondage so that they will be lost in hell. We are crying as youth church that Father, liberate these ones, save these ones, take them from the hand of the wicked, take them from the hand of the devil because you are stronger than him. We are praying. That's number one. Praying for any and everybody in Sakumono, Spintes, Nunga, Tema, who has been bound by the devil and will not be allowed to see the gospel so that they will come to the salvation of our Lord Jesus Christ. Number two, we are praying for all our relatives that are not saved. Your relatives that are drunks. Your relatives that are into prostitution that are into fornication that are into stealing that are into lying that are into sakawa that are into various kinds of lifestyle that is leading them to hell we are crying to God that God we are invoking the power in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ breaking every hold on these people releasing them that their minds will be open. 
that their eyes will be clear so they will see the light of the gospel that when they even hear the gospel on radio gospel by the street preachers gospel by a person who goes to them they will accept Jesus Christ and be saved these are the two prayers we are making praying for this environment and praying for our families will you raise your right hand with me we will we'll do this declaration after which we pray in the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. King of kings. King of kings. Lord of lords. Lord of lords. Everlasting Father. Everlasting Father. Father of love. Father of love. Who loved us? Who loved us? Whilst we were still sinning. Oh God. Oh God. I stand. I stand as a child of God. Child of God. I come through the blood of Jesus. I come through the blood of Jesus and intercede. And intercede for all those for all those in Sakumono, in Sakumono, Sprinters, Nunga, Nunga, ownership, ownership, Sakumono Township, Sakumono Township, Tema, Tema, who are being held, who are being held by the power of the devil, by the power of the devil, so that they cannot respond they cannot respond to the light of the gospel to the message of salvation to the message of salvation i pray i pray that the bondage that the bondage shall be broken shall be broken in the name in the name of jesus of jesus let the bondage let the bondage be broken be broken be broken be broken in the name in the name of jesus of jesus i declare i declare any member of my family member of my family that is yet to be saved. That is yet to be saved. I pray. I pray. Breaking. 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 Any home. Any home of the devil. Of the devil. Over their lives. Over their lives. That does not. That does not allow them. Allow them to be saved. To be saved. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. I declare. I declare that they are released. That they are released. And I believe from satanic from manipulation, manipulation in the name of Jesus. My brothers and sisters, don't stop praying this prayer until the last person who is unsaved in your family is saved. Don't stop praying this prayer until the last person who is unsaved in, in where GYC uh, is situated is saved. And God will hear your prayers. And we don't pray to a weak God. Our God is the strongest. Hallelujah. Amen. Father, we thank you that whenever we pray in accordance to your will, you hear us. Your word says that you do not desire that anybody will die in their sins. Oh God, have mercy upon our brothers and sisters who are around us, who are here to respond to the gospel. Have mercy upon our mothers and fathers, our uncles and aunties who are around us and are yet to respond to the gospel. Break the hold of the enemy upon their lives. Free them, O oh God, that they will be able to have a perception of the light of the gospel. O oh Jehovah, liberate as many as are in our families, our father's side, our mother's side, our extended family. O oh Father, those drunkards, those that are into occultism, have mercy and liberate them. May they not go to hell. May they not go to hell. For our sake, come through for them. Snatch them from the camp of the enemy and bring them to the place of salvation. 
In Jesus' name, amen.